guys, and welcome to today's episode of the Anti-Diet Lifestyle. I am so excited today to have my friend, Paulina Podiello. She is a certified yoga and meditation teacher and does all things breath work, and I'm really excited to have this new perspective on the podcast because I don't know much about it myself, but I know how important breath work is, and I've been dabbling a little bit in meditation myself, but you know... I don't know what I'm doing. I think it's extremely hard for beginners to just shut their mind off and focus for a long time. But I know there's benefits to our health, our mental state, and everything. So thank you so much for coming on today. And I can't wait to jump in with you. Welcome to the Anti-Diet Lifestyle, where changing your body starts with changing your mind. So let's start today. Thank you for having me. Thank you for this opportunity. And I was going to say welcome to everyone who's listening uh, to our podcast. So I hope you're going to make the most of it and benefit from our talk and get some new perspective. Awesome. Well, let's just start out with, I guess, what brought you into this lifestyle and like learning all about yoga and breath work and where did it come from? What was the backstory there? So my story actually goes back uh, to my first spiritual awakening when I was 15 years old. I remember I had this nightmare about darkness and black hole. Like I had this recurring nightmare of what's going to happen after we die. And I don't know if people get to, uh, you know, uh, if they think about it or they just busy with their life. But I was always uh, curious about life and what's happening to us after death. And when I was 15, I had my first spiritual awakening. So I started looking into different sacred texts like Bible because I was born Christian. And then, you know, I uh, was reading Hinduism and then uh, some other, you know, sacred texts and Tibetan Buddhism. That's where I started like going deeper because of my friend. I've been practicing Tibetan Buddhism for uh, almost 16 years. And I started looking for a new perspective on different things, because I think from a Catholic perspective, not to make it religious, uh, but from a Catholic perspective, uh, we have kind of like a, a vision of, you know, uh, heaven, right? But at the same time, uh, when we are sinners, we live with guilt. And I think in the Catholic church, there's so much guilt uh, that's put upon us, even if we're, we're just born, like, you know, from an early age. So I was trying to see what is really going on, what's happening after, you know, life, and, and are we going to, you know, just die, or are we going to get uh, reborn, like reincarnation, right, from Hinduism and Buddhism, like our soul is eternal, and our body is just a vehicle that is you know, temporary in this lifetime, and we have a sole purpose and mission to uh, fulfill that purpose or learn lessons that we are brought into this lifetime to, to learn and experience, right? Yeah, no, for sure. And I think we all kind of seek out, like, what is the meaning of life? What's the purpose? Why are we here? Yeah. I mean, I, I think about it too. And especially when you're when in moments where you may not know what to do with your life, I think a lot of people yeah. that are listening to this are struggling with like a nine to five job that they probably don't even like, but they just have to do it. And they see other people like 
you know, I've tried to jump into my own and work on my business because I felt like there was a bigger calling for me. So I 100% understand where you're coming from with that. Um, what was the spiritual awakening? What did that look like? If you want to give us a little detail. It was, it was a little bit intense. And obviously, we have multiple spiritual awakenings because our consciousness is expanding and we're learning different lessons at different times. For example, sometimes you can tell people something and you know, you, you, you know this and they don't know and they don't receive it because they're not ready. I don't know if you had many friends who was like, I told you five years ago. I was like, oh, I got it. I finally got it. Oh, right? yeah. 100%. <laughs> yes. So it's like we have different level of consciousness and we're evolving all, all the time and depending on our ability to receive uh, that knowledge and really understand it from our own perspective because we can be told many times. It's like sometimes you read the same book and the first time you, you find something, then the second time if you like the book, you find something else. And then it's like never ending, right? It's like evolving all the time. It's the same with our uh, consciousness, like the level of, of awareness right because we have six levels of healing and it first starts with awareness so once you become aware like I was aware there's a black hole right then I was seeking the truth which is the second level and what is the truth and the truth is only one then the third level was forgiveness forgiving myself for who I am and who I'm not and forgiving others you know what they did to me or what they didn't do and then when you forgive yourself you create that more more space in your heart and once you more space uh, you can go into creating action plan and you get inspired because it's your life you create your reality you create this action you know plan then number five is align action and I don't know if you notice that like when you feel motivated to do something you are inspired to do something it's coming from within if you say someone something to someone hey do this if people don't feel like doing it they will never do it it has to go in deep it has to come from deep within that you have that calling, that inspiration, that action, and it's aligned action that feels right. And then when you have that inspired action and it feels right, then the sixth level is the most important is the celebration. So you start celebrating life. So for example, uh, when you start celebrating, like how we manifest, we manifest when we kind of tap into the energy of celebration that is already ours, right? So for example, you want to lose weight, you want to feel healthy you have to kind of exude the energy that you already feel healthy. You already feel lighter, even though it's not real yet. It's that inspired action and that, that energy that's being fueled under and you celebrate the outcome. And it's just a matter of matching with your reality and time, right? Oh my God. Okay. We need to talk more about this because I a hundred percent, everything that you're saying, I never call it that. And I may not go through the exact step-by-step -step process with my clients, but I truly believe that most people need to be one to, they need to be willing to receive that information because yes. what my messaging is very different than what you would find on social media. Like I help people get healthy if they need to lose weight and that's their focus. We do it in a very different way like we're not doing diets and everything that they've been told for like their entire life is going out the window. They've believed that certain ingredients are toxic. They believe X, Y, and Z about how yes. they should be losing weight or what they should be doing, especially for exercise. And I come in here and I try to squash it. Right. But if you're not ready to receive and be open-minded to the opportunities or the possibilities of something new out there, that's when we kind of hit a wall. 
with habits, I mean, it's something that's been ingrained in you your whole life. I mean, you are where you are because of your past and where you came from. And so to say, hey, within eight weeks, we're going to change your whole life and completely overhaul your lifestyle is not reasonable. And it's a process that takes your whole life. And sometimes you may you know, slip back under like whatever you were doing before, but then you're more aware now of what you need to do and take action. Because if you're not taking accountability for the things that you do, you're not going to get very far. I can give you all the tools and all the information and call you every day, text you pictures of my meals. But if you're not willing to do that work, you're never going to get far. And so I love this idea and how it translates like everything not only our consciousness but I've only recently started getting into manifesting um my mom is actually really big on this whole idea so she's gonna love this episode but uh she is always telling me how I need to manifest I need to bring good positive energy into my life stop saying that things are like if I'm in a negative mindset she'll be like stop saying that you need to think positive. You need to think about the opportunity and the future and picture it like it's yours in order for it to happen. And it's yeah. so hard to do if I'm, I'm yeah. ready to receive it. But at the same time, it's also extremely hard for me to grasp that concept. And I'm sure a lot of people who are listening may be feeling that yeah. same way. Because I was like living in New York for the last 12 years and I was running away from negative feelings. And when you're saying about uh, it's hard sometimes to manifest and uh, really be positive, it's really very important to acknowledge the sadness, to acknowledge the bad feelings too. Because we have a spectrum of emotions, right? We have sadness, anger, depression, all those things. And we also have those positive joy, fulfillment, you know, uh, having fun, laughter. So those different emotions and different feelings that we have, it's a spectrum. So you have to kind of understand all of them in order to choose and maybe sit in sadness or sit in the pressure for a little bit to acknowledge those feelings. So you're not blocking them because if you block them, they stay in your body. And it's just a matter of time. They're going to manifest in a disease, which is not being at ease, right? That's the disease where it comes from. So when you really uh, acknowledge those feelings and you give yourself that full umbrella to understand, okay, I want to be sad and I'm giving myself space to be sad for, I don't know, one hour, two hours, three hours, as long as it's not six months, you acknowledge this and you embrace it, right? We are just humans. We, we have to experience all those different feelings and emotions and not suppress them because that's when the you know, illness starts happening. Okay. Yeah. And I can see how that would be important, especially for someone who is maybe they've tried, you know, losing weight a few times. Maybe they get frustrated on the process. Maybe they fall back or they just feel very negative about their body. It's okay to acknowledge these feelings and these thoughts yes. that you're having. Just don't sit in that sadness. That's or that correct. Frustration. Find something to push you out of that. And for me, that's one correct. Of the- having someone on in my corner, because sometimes it's hard to do it on your own, but being vocal about it. And I think that's one of the big reasons I have this platform is because I want to shed light on, 
you know, I mean, one of the big things is anxiety and depression. I'm very open on my social media that I see therapists. I think everybody should see a therapist because it gives you a non-biased viewpoint of your life and your thoughts. And you can kind of have someone that's there to be like, what you think is not reality. What you think is just a thought that's passing through your mind. And you do not need to make actions based on that. It's a choice. And that's extremely important. And I know um, one of the big reasons I had you on is because you've gone through your own journey of self-discovery and your own anxiety, depression. And how did you, I guess, tell me what that looked like in terms of like, how you got out of it and what what feelings were coming up for you so living in new york city for the last 12 years i was definitely more anxious driven than depressed depression came in between uh i think new york is so fast forward that you're never present and that's why i chose yoga meditation and breath work because i wanted to be present i cannot function uh being so stimulated constantly thinking about the future because that's not what the life is the life is in the present moment there is no future there is no past so i think being in the city that was consciously and constantly pushing me forward 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 i wanted to slow down and have a different experience with the city that was filled with anxious people so you know thanks to ancient wisdom and yoga and meditation i was able to manage that and i have a lot of natural ways to help myself to reduce the anxiety the depression was a little bit different because the last situation was more severe i had to take some pills and i'm obviously seeing a therapist uh, because i think everyone should have a therapist as you said because it's very 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 important for your mental health and you know depression is a little bit more tricky for me because i feel with anxiety anxiety is unexpressed uh, excitement so you're too much into the future and your body is not catching up with your spirit <laughs> sometimes I, I don't know i when i was anxious i would jump out of my body i would feel like i'm constantly like so hyped that i want to jump out like i i'm in the body but i'm not in the body and it, it, you know my crown chakra is overactive and also that was also triggering that because when you look at the chakra system we have seven uh, energy centers in the body and when you spend too much time in the head which is the crown chakra top of your head and you for example studying a lot and you don't ground that energy that's when the anxiety also can uh, come in uh, as one of the factors i'm not saying primarily but one of the factors if you're too much in the head too much you know studying or thinking or doing things and not having any physical uh, activity right and i used to teach my clients to even walk go for a walk walk barefoot or on the ground or do some grounding exercises do some yoga that can put you back into the body that's when the anxiety can calm down right your nervous system is overstimulated and obviously cutting on down the sugar content alcohol and coffee right I always say analysis paralysis. When we get overwhelmed and we think about all these things that we're supposed to be doing, we just don't do anything. So how would you, I guess, recommend or what kind of advice would you tell someone who literally is just feeling like it's the, whatever they want to manifest, like that future vision of themselves looks so far away and impossible to achieve. How would you have grounding help someone in that circumstance? So I think I would start going back to nature. 
I've been working in nature and we forget sometimes living in Manhattan, New York City, uh, we do have nature, but it's constantly vibrating because we're on the island, right? Uh, so going back to nature, spending quality time in nature, that's the first thing. If you feel anxious, you feel like have a panic attack, the first thing is to breathe. We don't breathe properly. We don't use diaphragm. We have a very shallow breath when we get stressed out. So in order to measure the, 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 the breath, you can place your hand on your stomach. And when you, it's kind of like a belly breath. And you can inhale through the nose. And exhale through the nose. And it's like you're, you're infl inflating your belly. It's like, you know, getting, uh, inhaling and exhaling with like dancing, right? And, and just few breaths can calm down. Another thing is I also have a therapy. Uh, I'm certified with in EFT tapping, which is called, it's called emotional freedom technique. It's a modality, uh, it's an alternative way of therapy. And it's based on meridians. It's, it's a combination of acupuncture with needles and acupressure like uh, it's kind, kind of like a therapy session so it's you using your fingers as uh, acupressure points and you touch different meridians that are in our body there are special points and you kind of stimulate your i mean calm your nervous system so depending on the point you calming down your liver that holds a lot of anger or maybe you have like a spleen that has a lot of fear uh, so kidneys also fear. So you touch on different parts of the body and you calm down your nervous system. So that's what helped me tremendously. And I had a many, many therapy sessions myself before I got, I got certified. Uh, but first I'll start with the breath, uh, spending time in nature. And then if you feel like it's not working, I would highly recommend uh, trying uh, emotional freedom technique, which is called EFT tapping. Okay, I think those are really great um, strategies, especially the nature thing. I'm always telling my clients every day, take a walk outside. Even if you don't have a dog, go outside, just get some yeah. fresh air. I think that's important. Um, and the breathing, funny enough, um, there's a special technique to breathing when you're exercising too. And it's exactly like that. You breathe in through the stomach and you mm -hmm. hold your core and that's how you brace your core really tight so yeah. i kind of relate to that that's interesting um why don't can you and i think it's also it's very easy because we forget we take breath for granted and we are born with the first breath and we die with the last one so it's a cycle of life so if you really think about going back to basics breath is the fundamental aspect of our human existence without breath we wouldn't exist for more than two minutes if someone is trained right yeah. so the breath it can totally calm you down especially when you have long inhales and long exhales that's the 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 the, the easiest maybe not the easiest because if people are freaking out and they want to jump out of the body they probably need someone to help them with that but that's one of the you know uh tools and i love that because when we're talking about our hormones and the stress that we all feel every day i don't think a lot of people understand how much stress affects your progress on your health journey if you need to start breathing and relaxing that mind it's going to change everything within your nervous system which will in fact, 
see, you'll see more progress because sometimes we're just fighting against this wall. It's like, well, I'm do I'm eating the right stuff. I'm exercising a whole lot during the week. But if we're not sleeping, if we're not taking care of ourselves, if we're not resting and breathing and we're always in this fight or flight, um, I've seen that that is not good. And that will actually hinder your progress. And then you get more frustrated and it's this awful, awful cycle that just is constantly continuing unless you are self-aware and able to diagnose that or have someone who is, you know, who you trust as a coach to help you along with that. I know when I was talking to you offline, we were uh, talking about like, well, you mentioned like inner child work and how important inner child work. I don't know what that means necessarily. I've heard of that phrase so many times but if you can tell me a little bit about that uh so the inner child is like when we are born we have this uh, you know childlike energy right and we are growing up we get layers we get uh, different upbringings you know parents our grandparents the environment school teachers so we start getting those layers and uh for example when we are teenagers something happens and we block ourselves and we kind of have this little voice inside of us saying hey don't do that that's childish and when you grow up you kind of lose that sense of curiosity because as you were saying earlier having nine to five job being responsible i have to pay my bills i have to take care of my children i have to walk my dog and i think we're forgetting how to be playful that's why a lot of people when they have kids they can have this second chance to you know, feel like a kid again. And you don't have to have those things. You can find it is is inside of you all the time. And sometimes when I have my sessions, I say to my clients, okay, now you're going to give your little child a space to play. And you give five, 10 minutes. And then you say, Hey, for example, John, my my client say, Hey, John, um, this is enough. Let's be an adult now. So now we're going to take garbage. We're going to do laundry. And you had your five minutes to play, do whatever you wanted to do. So I feel like we, we are being heard because why people act certain ways because they don't feel heard and they seek attention. They seek approval. They seek all those things like a child. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so we have those, we have, we're dualistic. We have those things. So when we give ourselves that attention, that time, that love, and then we go into another role of being a parent, right? How you talk to your inner child is also important. When I went to my therapist and I told her how, how I talked to my child, she said, oh my gosh, please don't say that. Because I was very like rough. It's like, stop this, ah! you know, like a, like a mother. <laughs> like, behave, how old do you think you are? Like, this is stupid. And then she said to me, oh my gosh, you have to calm down. You say, hey, that's amazing. Can we do this later? Like being more soft and gentle instead of being so harsh and critical. Okay? This inner critic, it's, it, it's with, mean, with us <laughs> throughout the life. That affects everything, but it, I don't think anything is as big or as prevalent as our body image. When we talk about our body, I mean, would you talk to your best friend or your mother or your daughter the way you talk to yourself? If the answer is no, we need to be aware and, you know, change that conversation, change the narrative a little bit, because that's not fair to you. And you're actually harming yourself and putting yourself at a disservice because you have to be your biggest cheerleader in this world. Nobody is going to come raise you up more than you will raise you up but yet we are so negative towards ourselves and i mean i it's it's easy to say hard to do because i will Mm -hmm. be honest i've been there on that end too 
Um, We've all been there, you know. We, we yeah. all have parts that we don't love and accept. Yeah, and so I guess, yeah, you're right. What would be like a good reminder for people every day? I mean, or do you have, do you do journaling with this? Or like, what would be a good strategy to get into the practice of paying attention to that inner child? Uh, first of all, uh, I think the biggest one is forgiveness. That's where I teach, uh, like compassion. Okay. And I connect because I work with different goddesses and angels as well. Because my uh, sessions are very holistic. Because I have a lot of certifications and I work with different modalities. And I think the biggest one is compassion. It's like having compassion towards yourself and and being loving. It's like talking to yourself like uh, you were two, three years old you wouldn't talk to you as a three-year-old the way you talk to yourself right now, right? So remembering that uh, it's an experience. Life is an experience. It's a moment-to-moment -moment creation. And everything can change depending on our uh, perception and how we see things, right? So the compassion, forgiveness, and just being kind, you know, like giving yourself that love. It's, it's part of the self-love you know, a uh, journey. Self-love. That's a really big thing for me self-love. I'm constantly saying it. So I love that. That's really important. Again, it's one of those things you may need. Like for me, what I do, I actually found, like I put together a, um, like a little vision board mm -hmm. kind of thing. And it's on my homepage of my phone. So every time I want to go and see the, t you know, if I want to see the time or a notification, the first thing yeah. that comes up in the dead center is a quote on self-love. And it's a constant reminder every day. I may sometimes forget about it or fall or I'd be like, oh, I'm just going to ignore it right now because I'm so frustrated. But I do always try to come back to it. And at least it's there top of mind every single day. So it's like brushing your teeth, right? We, we have to do it daily. It's the same with training your mind. It's like, you know, this because you train people's body to some extent, right? You also work on different levels, but uh, people don't expect to have a six pack going to the gym once a month. It's the same with our mind. It's the constant reminder, constant training of our thoughts, controlling our thoughts. When we go into the spiral, we uh, start healing process. And it's not like it's going to disappear. We're going to be healed like with a magic wand. Oh, I'm not going to feel negative emotions. I'm healed. I'm good. I'm enlightened. There are some people I met, some, you know, like teachers that way that you know, we're still living in this world and we're just humans. But um, giving yourself that time and a reminder that we are still humans and we can, you know, be in that space, having love and compassion and this training to uh, allow ourselves when we go too far to get ourselves back. So we don't go too far too deep. It's, you know, the spiral. We, we kind of have this ability to cut the cord early enough to just suffer a little bit. No, that's a good perspective because you'll say this, or I see the same thing with fitness and health. Like you fall off a couple of days and a couple of days is no big deal. But if you fall off for a month, it's a lot harder because you're starting from square one, at least with your habits. Yeah. And I'm not talking about going to the gym and being like, you know, killing it for 60 minutes because we don't need to do that. But even just walking sometimes is hard for people yes. to get back into the habit of. And you want yeah. to cut the cord early and recognize that it's coming and you don't allow yourself that opportunity because I always say 
if you're going to work out, work out because you love your body and you want to do something good for your body, not because you hate your body and you want to change it because you only have one body and all we can do is love our body and like work yeah. on feeding it and nourishing it the way it needs to um, because you deserve the best, you know? And I think you also have to be intuitive. You probably teach that to your clients, like being more intuitive. Uh, like if you don't like what you do, just don't do it. I sometimes I'm here in Manhattan. I see people who are running and their faces, like they look like they're going to die. And it's like, why are you doing this? And they're just counting minutes to finish or they pushing themselves to extreme. And it's like, I don't know if it works. Like it will never work for me. Like I have been always very intuitive. If something doesn't work for me, I, I try not to do. Obviously, if there are things I have to do, I'll do. But I change their mindset around around it. It's like okay, this is little Paulina. Like hey, you have to do this task because it's boring and tedious. But guess what? We're gonna have ice cream. <laughs> And there's a couple of strategies for that, right? Rewarding yourself when yeah. you're doing, because there are some things like taxes. We No one wants to do taxes, oh. but yeah, we have to, because we're going to yeah. go to jail or something if we don't. Yeah. Um, but if like, and I say that I, I get asked this a lot with people who don't like to lift weights or they mm. don't like running and they feel like, because they don't like running, that's the only solution to yeah. having a healthy lifestyle and like losing the weight. And then they feel like, well, because I don't like running, this is the reason I'm not going to get there. And I always say that you have to, one, you have to have an identity shift so that you truly know, like you identify with a healthy person yeah. and it doesn't matter if you're running to create that, find what works for you. I'm the type that I bounce around um, during my pretty bit. I mean, during COVID, I think a lot of people were feeling in a funk and stuff, but I was going through a lot and mentally and I. I definitely was dealing with some depression then and I did not want to go to the gym and I'm a mm. personal trainer and I felt like a yeah. failure. Like I am supposed to be showing up every day, but you know what I did instead of saying I'm not, cause I couldn't just be in the gym with my headphones in and like, it was just too much in my head. Right. So at that point I said, I don't need to lift weights right now. I'm going to go uh, sign up for a gym or like a class. And I did mm -hmm. boxing, which was a fun new experience. I would go outside on walks. That was a fun experience. I would hike. That was a fun experience. So yeah. changing it up, you don't have to do a cookie cutter plan because someone somewhere did it and they have an amazing body and you want to replicate that body. You do Thank what you. brings joy to you because that's what's going to make you do it longer. And the boxing and all the new things that I was trying were fueling me and I was taking action and that's all that mattered because the more you move the more it's going to create action in your life so yeah thank that's you so much very that. very important that's very important what you said I I think you're you 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 said it perfectly because it we have this saying in New York it's not what you do but how you do it and I think it's so profound and I didn't really understand that for many years. I was like, what do you mean? Like here people have jobs and they make more than someone in the office. Like, you know, I had, I had a friend who would uh, be a babysitter and she would make at that time 5K a month. And it's like, whoa, I have seven degrees and I'm making like $3,000. Like what's wrong with me, right? It's not really, uh, it's, it's about the uh, motivation and intention and the action behind it, right? Maybe she loved that and she was rewarded for that, right? 
and I didn't like my job and I was making two, three thousand dollars, you know, and feeling miserable, right? Not only I was not making enough, but I also was sacrificing myself and selling soul to the devil, you know, because it was a corporate environment. No, I 100% agree. So thank you for that. And I guess let's segue into a quick little thing about chakras. If you believe those are important, I feel like I've heard that before. I've even tried to read a little bit. Like I I know a few little words here and there, but I, it's so hard for me. It seems intimidating and it just, I cannot grasp the understanding of it and how to use it. So if you can just give us a quick guide on that. So basically, when we look at our physical body, we have seven sorry, seven energy centers. So the first one is the base of the spine. That's the root chakra, and it's called red. That's the like a kind of like a fundamental, basic survival. Like how much food we have, how much money we make to survive. It's a survival type of energy. The second one is uh, for women is ovaries, and. That's our creative center. It's called sacral chakra and color orange. And it's responsible for our creativity, for our sexual expression, for being in the flow, being, you know, tapping to that energy of creation, creating life as, you know, getting, giving birth or creating your project. Then we have the, the stomach area, which is the solar plexus, is our core center, our power center. It's our also second stomach, you know, from, you know, your experience that the second brain is, uh, it's kind of like in our stomach, right? So we have like, you know, our second head is, is in, inside of our belly, right? Our thoughts are being uh, kind of like... Uh, Depending what you eat, that's how you start thinking. If you eat cleaner, you start having clear thoughts and you don't have a brain fog. So that's our solar plexus chakra, which is our core, our power center, our determination, courage. That's why we do core strengthening, you know, exercises to strengthen our core. Then we go into the heart, uh, which is the heart center. And this is a green chakra responsible for forgiveness, love, and opening your heart to receive and give. Very important for women to receive. Then we have the throat chakra, which is in the throat. It's light blue, responsible for speaking the truth, communicating clearly, saying what you mean and and meaning what you say. So very being self-expression, you know, open. And then we have the third eye, which is our intuition. It's color uh, indigo or sometimes purple. And it's your third eye, it's your inner scene, your, your kind of like intuition and your ability to, to see things on a different perspective. And then we have a crown chakra. It's either purple or, for example, Kundalini is white. So there are different types of yoga. So depending on the school, it can be either purple or uh, white. And it's the top of the head. And that's the connection with the universe. So when you get channeled messages, sometimes you, you get those intuitive hits. And it's like, oh my gosh, I see signs. I see numbers when I walk on the street. Or, you know, um, you get messages from the world and then, oh, I just thought that. You know, like it's a collective consciousness. It's the universal energy that we want. We're all the same. It doesn't matter if we're white or black or gray or green or whatever. We're all the same. So those energy centers are responsible for uh, different aspects in our body and, and different, um, you know, uh, they have different uh, abilities to, to kind of strengthen or, you know, balance. Sometimes they're overactive, sometimes they're underactive, so you can balance. So when you're fully aligned, all the chakras are in sync and you feel like you feel good. You don't feel you're blocked sexually. You don't feel like you cannot forgive and your heart chakra is blocked. You don't feel like your throat 
is blocked, you cannot express yourself. Sometimes people have problems with public speaking or have problems saying the truth, especially in, in, in a group settings, like they cannot express themselves because uh, they feel a certain way, right? So we, we have a lot of different things, but that's, it's, it's a very ancient, you know, uh, tradition. I studied this for a long time and I actually created a course, uh, Chakras and Money, and it's, it's actually being available soon on the app. So if someone wants to learn more how money is related to chakra system, I have a course uh, on that. Oh, cool. And you said on the app. So do you have a app for your business? or? So I actually uh, belong to uh, a movement. It's called Paradise Movement. And the lady, uh, uh, you know, she's my boss, but she's not my boss. We're all like uh, equal. And she's the founder of the app. And she lives in Canada and she has 11 healers and then one of them. And uh, we are like a collective consciousness uh, of people coming together, sharing our talents to heal the world. It's like a movement to elevate the energy. I mean, the frequency of the planet and, and the energy and help you uh, with different aspects. Uh, we offer different therapies, uh, different uh, levels of healing, uh, sound, Reiki, you know, chakra system, um, yoga, meditation, like we, we have, you know, it's like a collective group of, of healers from all over the world. Okay. So if someone were to, I guess you can choose, like if I'm having trouble with, you know, getting healthy and I have mm -hmm. no motivation, I'm really struggling to just get started. Would that mm -hmm. be like a separate, um, type of training that do you guys have? Like, based around the, are they all different chakra points that you can kind of pinpoint or how? Yes. So, so if you don't have motivation, that's the core. This is your second brain, which is okay. your solar plexus. So if you don't have this, uh, you know, strength to do things, courage, that's primarily your solar plexus, your strength. However, we know our body is very complex. There are so many things intertwined that it might be also on, uh, depending on the level, it might be that you're not feeling safe or uh, you're not sexually expressed, right? So there are different levels, but when someone has, doesn't have motivation, that will be the primary uh, chakra will be this, you know, a core chakra, which is the solar plexus. And, and depending on, on, you know, like I do analysis, I, I can read people's aura and I can see what chakra is blocked and I can, you know, send you a questionnaire, you can fill out. So it's, uh, it's definitely more than one because sometimes we feel like we're blocked in the heart. Sometimes we feel like we're blocked in the throat. It's, it's, it's changing. It's not like, you know, one fit for all, if that makes sense. Yeah. And I think it'll change based on the life circumstances that you have or whatever is, you know, season of life yes. you're in. Um, that's actually very interesting. And I think a lot of the time, like people who follow me and who I've spoken to one-on-one -on -one will and we'll kind of think it's like on like it's their fault like oh my god I've been really bad or I can't do this I I love you know sweets too much and I'm a, like yeah. in, in their brain they start thinking I'm a failure I will never be able to do this and like all that negative talk again right and so understanding that there are so many moving pieces of our body that are not even like you know, on the, you know, we can talk about our nervous system, our skin, our muscles, yes. our fat, our this and that. But like, even just like spiritually, there's all this stuff yes. going on. And I've always believed that where you focus your energy, that's what's going to come back at you. What is it? Um, 
where what you energy, focus, where the energy where where energy flows where your focus goes energy flows that's it yeah and so that's the hard thing where if we focus on us not being able to do something and not finding solutions then we're not going to get anywhere but if we focus on the all opportunity out there even just tapping in a little bit into understanding on the spiritual side how can we be better in life and just be our best selves and i think i mean i love what you do because of that and that's something that i've kind i think recently in the last few years maybe it's because people need it more after covid or i'm not sure but i've been seeing a lot more of it and there's a lot of people that are sharing their experience and talking about the spiritual the energy um and how that can play into our our success our failures our thoughts everything so Thank yeah, you so much for true. everything that you do. Um, thank you for for being here and and thank you for you know doing what you do because I feel like I believe there's no competition and everyone is so unique. I think the energy of competition is between men more. It's a masculine energy, and when women come together and they collaborate, their magic is is just happening, like unfolding. That's why I feel like what you do it, it's amazing. I've learned so much when we had our talk on Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, I was I went to the store and I started looking at things differently, right? So we always have something to teach each other and learn from uh, each other you know like it's such an amazing way to share your gifts and i feel what people need more is to be more open to share their gifts and try to monetize if they choose to no i i agree and i totally believe that if women come together we can be super strong together yes you just have to be like willing and open you know to share our insecurities and vulnerable and I think there's a lot of power in that. The more that you can admit when you are struggling and get help from a coach, from a therapist, from whoever, that's what's going to drive you and have like you're the type of person that will see so much growth in life, right? If you're that if you're willing to open up for that. So um, I, I'm 100% a believer of that. And I know you have the app and the course on yeah. there, but can you tell us where people can find you? Like, what is the process to work with you? If someone is listening and is like, I want to learn mm -hmm. more, but I don't even know if I need where to, to start. Yeah, where to start, buy a course, have a one-on-one, -on -one, like what's going on? Uh, so I have a few options. Uh, so definitely uh, in terms of, uh, like scaling because I used to do a lot of in-person sessions or one-on-one -on -one, and uh, I have only physical body that has you know like a few hours a day so I wanted to scale it so definitely an app is an option is uh, the website is paradise movement if you type it uh, you will see that the app is there uh, also I have a, a kind of like a six week six seven week program depending on the personal need but it's kind of like a based on chakra system so it's a seven week program uh, based on a chakra system. So for seven weeks, you learn about different chakra and you work with five senses. So every week we meet online through Zoom or video and we do yoga based on the chakra system. So we start with the first one, which is the root chakra. And then we go up higher to the seven, which is the crown. And we do yoga, we work with scents. Uh, we work with uh, food. I also, uh, my sister, she's uh, training to be a registered diet, like dietitian, like diet. That's how I say in English, right? Because she's doing this in Polish. 
so she uh, is incorporating Ayurveda. So it's based on the Ayurvedic lifestyle. She can put a specific diet based on the chakra system. I mean, not diet, it's like a, you know, recommendation. And then we work with the sound. So different uh, frequency, depending on uh, the chakra. So depending if it's a root chakra, we work with the sound, with the smell with, uh, you know, um, the taste. We also work with the movement, right? And we also work with the physical aspects of touching. So like the yoga, uh, you know, being intuitive, tapping into your senses and allowing yourself to feel uh, what's right for you in that moment and open you on three levels. So I work on a body, which is yoga, then mind, which is, you know, meditation, breathing, music, a scent, you know, smell, like all those things create some imprints in your mind. And then the spiritual aspect of everything coming together and making you who you are on a soul level. Wow, that is a lot. So it's so I know, I know, I was just thinking, how are you going to say it? But one word, it's like 15 years of studies. <laughs> that's a lot, but I think that that's so unique because it's very holistic and you can kind of yeah. walk away after seven weeks and feeling like it's really tangible. Like you can, you've already grown yeah. so much as a person within seven weeks and seven weeks, you'll probably have some new habits developed. If you've okay. always wanted to learn how to do breath work or yoga that would be a great beginner, like, uh, you know, thing to get into because you have yeah. someone holding. And it's also, it's, it's also depending on the level. Uh, I don't go too far too deep. So we work on the level. I meet you where you are. I'm just right now, like saying all those things because yeah. I feel like I want to share and inspire others, but I don't want people to get scared. Uh, like, oh, like you were saying it, they don't have motivation and they want to sign up, but you don't know if they can do it. And some people don't want to do yoga and they're scared, you know, like it's very customized and very personal because I work one-on-one. -on -one. It's not cookie cutter formula. Everyone has a different class. Everyone has a different plan, meal plan, or, you know, different crystals, different oils. And that's really good because I think, I mean, I've always thought, like, I, I always say I want to do yoga like once a week or something just to get in the habit and I never do, but I look at it more from like such a, like, oh, I just want to try to work on my flexibility. And when you go to a yoga class, I mean, you could be spending a lot of money on yoga classes and yeah. you don't really know what you're doing. You're just doing the moves, right? Which is also, it's the first step. It's, it's the okay. Mm -hmm. step. But I love that you're giving meaning behind it. And you're mm -hmm. explaining like the reason we're doing yoga in this way is because of this chakra and how it all works yes. together. And yes. you're also getting food involved, which I mean, come on, food is like one of the most important parts yeah. of our lifestyle and it affects a whole lot of stuff. So yeah, thank you so much. And again, I will be putting all the links uh, yeah. like that are needed for you guys to go and find her all over the internet. And Thank hopefully you. you guys go follow her Instagram as well. I heard that she, she currently lives in New York, but she's going to be moving to Poland. And I hope you're going to have yes. some content in English as well. Yes, I do. I do. It's awesome. bilingual. <laughs> awesome. So people can follow you and learn more about you. And thank you so much for taking the time to be here. And um, yeah, if there's any questions, you guys shoot her a quick message on Instagram or wherever um you know, yes, my Instagram is, yeah, my Instagram is Yelaya, which is Y-E-L-A-Y-A, -A, Yelaya. Okay, and, I'll put it up there. Uh, yeah, okay. 
So if, if they have any questions, they can DM me. Okay, thank you so much for being here and taking the time out of your day today. I'm really excited about the energy that we created here. And I will be talking to you guys in the next episode. If you have any questions for me, feel free to reach out on Instagram. You guys know the drill. And I will see you guys in the next episode. All right, bye.